Hey, welcome back to the Missing Piece Podcast. I'm Cruz Ramirez, and we're with the man, the author of the book. <laughs> we're with Jared Neiman, and hey, episode two, man. Here we are. We we, we didn't get canceled. <laughs> we made it back for another episode. Right. Super excited. I um, I love this, man. We're, t- we're taking the content of the book that God gave you, the book that you wrote, The Missing Piece, which by the way, you can catch that at jaredneiman.com slash The Missing Piece. And really this podcast, this content here is taking pieces of that book and helping you, first of all, know that the book is going to bring incredible value to your life. But number two, really just take practical, portable truths and, and things that you can apply immediately and find what's been missing in your life and interject that into your day-to-day living, right? And so one of, one of the consistent themes about this podcast, about the book, and about Jared, essentially, is that it's so practical, right? so, so practical. And today we're going to talk about just the practicality of finding the missing piece, right? right? You know, the truth is, Jared, um, we're all looking for it, right? We're all looking for right? Whatever, whatever it is, we're all looking for it. Some of us have been looking for it for years, but we don't even know what it is that we're looking for, right? And I think a lot of times that's where a lot of our mental exhaustion comes from. The sense of overwhelm comes from. Like, I remember, dude, being in my, being in like my early 20s, I just finished college. I was looking for my job, my first real like grown-up job. You know, I was trying to adult, you know what I'm saying? And um, like, I landed my first job, and I thought having like a salary and benefits and like a 401k and all of that, like I thought that was going to settle me down. But then all of a sudden when I, when I hit that peak, I guess you could call it, or that milestone, all of a sudden I still had a sense of, wait, it's not enough. Right. Oh man, I'm not settled. Oh wait, there, wait, that person has more than me. Oh wait, like, but I don't just want this. I want that now. And I think a lot of times of looking for it looking for and whatever that looks like in your life in our lives you know maybe just maybe the thing we've been looking for that we didn't know we were looking for it specifically has been peace right, right. Um, what I love about what I love about the book and it's especially chapter two is that um, you don't just come to talk at the reader you talk with and you share so much of your story Right. And like, I really wanted to kind of dig into that. Like, it, what, what was your journey like? And what was your story like when you were looking for it, when you were looking for that? Well, now, you know, you were looking for peace. Right. Right. But what was that like for you? Well, uh, you know, I grew up very blessed. I, I mean, two amazing parents, the best. Pa- yeah. pastoral parents, um, you know, kind of middle class world. And so uh, I went to a nice school and and had a good life and there there was no reason to think that i would struggle in my life but as i went into high school and particularly in college and after i really began to have challenges in my mindset and i struggled with anxiety i had severe insomnia uh, I had an addiction I was battling uh, to overcome. Uh, for quite a while, I wasn't battling to overcome it. I was actually <laughs> pretty in, happy yeah, with 100%. it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I get that 1 million I, I percent. Um, <laughs> I get that. And if you ever have been addicted, you know that you have a love-hate relationship yeah, totally. with it. You yeah, love it, and you hate that it has power totally. over you. Yeah. Uh, so that's, but that's a different story for a different time. 
so as I began to realize that there was something missing in my life, and I kind of went on the journey you had. It was, it was like, okay, I, I graduated high school. Now I graduated college. Now I'm in my career, and I still can't sleep at night. I bought my first house. I, I have a car. I have food on my table, um, but I'm still, still missing. It, right? It's missing. There's yeah, something yeah. that's not healthy within me. And the more I get, the less happy I am. The more I do, the less satisfied I am. And that I came to realize that peace was missing in my life because peace isn't found in things or places. Right. Peace is found in Jesus. Right. And I, th I think that's such a powerful point right there because we all get so caught up in the busyness or in the the framework of I have to do more right. to be at peace and I have to earn more and I have right. to get that more. Peace comes with accomplishment. Absolutely. Right. And peace comes with attaining. Right. You attain a bigger house, a nicer car, better clothes. You attain uh, a, a spouse. You, you know, you have children. And now that brings joy. There's satisfaction in those things. But if you're not healthy within your soul, uh, those things will become polluted. John said in, in 1 John, I pray that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. And so, you know, I was raised in a Christian home, and so I would know all these scriptures, right? And, and there was the one in Philippians 4 that says, be anxious for nothing, instead pray. And it goes on into verse 8 where it says, as you pray and you, you let your petitions be made known to, to man, to God, that the peace of God will abound towards your heart and mind, and it will be, on, be beyond human understanding. And I would hear that verse and, uh, you know, be anxious for nothing. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? I'm anxious about everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, I used to be anxious about going to sleep because yeah. I knew I couldn't sleep. So then I would have anxiety about going to sleep. I would be frustrated about not being able to get rest, knowing I needed rest, but knowing I couldn't get rest. So then that would bother me even more. And then I started to do things that contradicted bringing peace. I would stay up late at night. I would smoke. I would drink, which don't help you right, sleep. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just wild. But I knew these scriptures. I would hear that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And right. that sounds so beautiful, right? He's the Prince of Peace. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I would hear that there's peace for you and he's the God of peace and I leave you my peace and all these scriptures that I knew since I was a little kid, but I didn't have any. It was truly missing from my life. And then I was working in a church. So I'd talk to people one after another, you know, people in their marriages, young people, teenagers, college kids, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, successful, on their way to being successful. They look like they have it all together, and they'd be struggling, and something would be missing in their life. Absolutely. And they couldn't put their finger on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Until one day in, in studying, it, it dawned on me, what's missing in all of our lives is the peace of God. And I think that's, that, that is the critical hinge right there, because a lot of times... Um, you know, you, you said it a couple of minutes ago where, you know, you were, we, we're chasing things, right? And it, all of it is human effort to try to get something that is unobtainable that, that, or, or that is not human in nature, 
right? right? Um, now, we've all experienced the momentary peace of our circumstances, oh, right? Sure. The, the peace of sure. the raise, right? Yeah. Until I overextend myself again, right? right? The, peace, the peace of like me and my wife are good until right. we have a little bit of static or a little yeah. bit of friction. The peace again. of being on a great vacation. 100%, right? right? 100%. Sitting on, on the beach and watching the sun go down yeah. and the ra- yeah. waves are crashing and you have this right. moment of peace. It's yeah, fleeting, though. Until you have to get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's complete, it's, it's 100% completely right. fleeting. And so, like, I think you just nailed it on the head with, with referencing Philippians 4, where, where the scripture teaches us, but it's the peace of God, right, that goes beyond human understanding. Now, like, I'd, I'd love for us to unpack that a little bit, right? Because, like, a lot of times we, we have this need to be able to explain it right? We have this need to be able to completely wrap our head around it, completely comprehend it, when the truth is we really should just accept it, receive it, live in right. it, right? Um, and so, you know, I've, I've, I've had experiences in my own life where every circumstance and every consequence in my life should not point towards peace, yet the Lord comes in with his spirit and there's this sense of peace that is undeniable. While it might be inexplicable, it's completely undeniable. Now, the beauty of that is that that's available to all. Right, and that's 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 where the source of this of of your book came from. Right, right? that that was that was the essentially one of one of the greatest gifts that the Lord that heaven gave to humanity. That was peace. Right, and so um, where where did this peace come from? Where where does this like if if I can't get there on my own? Right? Like, let's, can we all admit that? Right? Like, we've been chasing it. Yeah. We've been chasing it for a little bit. We've been trying to find it. If, if we can all just be honest, I can't get there on my own. Right? So how did, how does peace get to me? Right. So it, it started with a personal challenge and frustration uh, that I knew that he was the God of peace, hmm. but I, I couldn't seem to grasp yeah. this peace being for me, being in me and being able to affect me. And so that challenged me to say, okay, Jared, then you need to study this because God never declares things. He never gives you things to frustrate you. He does not set you up for failure. That's a great statement. He, he sets you up for success. Yeah. God is not the hindrance of your life. Right. He's the catalyst of your yeah. life. He wants you to understand. He wants yeah. you, but it does take you seeking and pursuing his understanding, right? The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. And so therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. So what I came to realize was that I didn't have understanding, number one, of what peace is, but then number two, of how to take that peace and allow it to be applied to my life so that I could overcome my own challenges And then from that place, be able to help wow. the people within our church, my friends, yeah. family members, yeah. uh, people that came to me, people that reached out to me on Instagram. Uh, and so I think a part, and I, I don't say this with any arrogance, but I think a part of this book that helps people is that I've gone through what a lot of people have gone through. Sure. I've had my own challenges and sure. in no place in this book do I pretend like this isn't real to me. This is real to me. I'm simply sharing what helped me because if it helped me, it can help you because God God is not a, he's not unfair to people. 
his declaration, his word, his truth, and his power for all of us. is available for anyone. Yeah. yeah. And not just a pastor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what I, what I love about this is that, that you bring understanding to it, right? And it's one thing to be naive, right? right? It's one thing to say, or to be completely clueless and not know, but it's another thing to know, right? right? To know a couple of things. Number one, I need something. I don't know what it is. That is one level of frustration. But here's another level of frustration, right? For, and for a lot of us, I think we might find ourselves here where I know I'm supposed to have peace. But man, it's frustrating when you have something, but you don't know how to use it. Right. You have something, but you don't know how to work it. And what I love about this book is that you take us step by step, almost very systematically, right. in teaching us how to understand peace and understanding what it's supposed to do, how we're supposed to apply it. Now, the place of peace is always going to be Jesus. Always. Right? Always. Um, and He's the source. I love that. Like, no Jesus, no peace. And right, right. I mean, we've all heard that cliche. That's super like cheesy preacher quote alert, right? Like, N-O, Jesus, <laughs> right. N-O, peace. K-N-O-W, Jesus, you'll know peace. And by no, that means you'll understand it. And so let's, let's take some time. So when we come back to dig into knowing Jesus as the Prince of Peace. All right, Jared, so we've been talking about looking for something we didn't know we right. needed, right? Now, we've established that that thing we were looking for when we were looking for it is peace, right? Um, now, I think we can all admit, we can all be honest that it's been pretty near impossible to find peace on our own. Mm -hmm. Now, the beauty of the message that, that God has given us through Jesus is that even when we weren't able to find peace, the good news is that peace found us, yeah. right? And so this is one of the things that I now love about Christmas, right? Having this understanding that you've shared with us on peace, right? Um, the gift on that night was not just Jesus himself, obviously, but the beauty of the message that he brought, which was peace on earth, right? right. So let's talk about that. What was declared that night? Right, so that's actually where the whole journey began. Let's go. Was one night we were doing at, at our church a service called Oh Holy Night. It was our Christmas service. And we broke down, myself, my dad, my sister, broke down the three major things that happened when Jesus was born. Well, one of them was that peace was declared. The second one is Emmanuel, right? God, God with, with us. us. Yeah. And of course, Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah was born, right? So there's salvation, God with us, and peace was declared. Well, my part to teach was peace. So this whole thing was born out of like that, literally that peace right there. standing on stage, and I had my little notes, and I started to talk about how this wasn't just another night. This wasn't just another baby being born. This wasn't just another birth. This wasn't just two more parents. This was the night where everything changed. And as I said, and on that night, Luke 2.14, the angel of the Lord declared, and now on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Wow. The thought came into my mind, wait, why did he declare peace? Could have declared so many things. Could have declared anything. 
This is the angel of God by command of our heavenly father, the creator of the universe, the creator of every language and every syllable yeah. within every language spoken on this earth could have commanded that angel to declare anything. He could have created a new language with new words just for this moment. Wow. And so while standing on stage, I had the thought, wait, why peace? Why? That's a big deal. He didn't declare grace. He didn't declare mercy. He didn't declare love. He didn't declare unity. He didn't declare faith. He didn't declare hope. All these other topics that are so prevalent in Huge. the word of God and no are doubt. part of your relationship with God. He didn't declare those things. He declared peace. And it just struck me. So I went on this two-year study before I ever taught on peace, uh, trying to ask, answer the question, why? Why? And as you study it, though, you do begin to understand, oh, well, that's why. Wow. And the first area, when you study out what the angel declared, is you focus on peace and goodwill. But to me, it's the word toward. That's, see, that's a big deal, right? Because it, it, a lot of times it's like, man, I just want peace with. Right. Right, peace with. And a lot of times, like, if, 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 if we're going to be honest, a lot of times that tension of peace with God is like, man, I, like, I hope God's okay with me. Like, right. and, but it's so much more than just But you've got to understand that he is okay with you. Wow. So the night Jesus was born, God the Father declared, from me toward you, is peace. So that's a big deal right there because it took, peace took the first step. It took made the first, first step. move. God first. made the move with the birth of Jesus to declare peace from God toward men. Now we understand that is not peace amongst men. So like, let's not get twisted, okay? Because if you think, oh, God declared peace on earth. No, he didn't declare peace on earth amongst men. Clearly not. Because right. there's been wars right. and, and turmoil right. in societies from Day one. Day one yeah. till now, and there yeah. will be in the future. What he declared was the peace that matters, which is peace from God toward any person who believes in God as their Lord and Savior. Incredible. And so then that begs the question, well, then what is it? And how do I attain it? Right. And what does that mean for me? What right? does that like, mean yeah. for me? Yeah. How can this peace come into my life and begin to revolutionize me, begin to encourage me, to heal yeah, me, yeah. to deliver me from things, to free me from certain bondages or challenges that have tormented me, right? And I, I think, though, that before you even dive into that, you have to understand that no matter what that is, though, it does not change God's position with you. And that is, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how good, bad, or ugly your life has been or is, nothing and no one, not you, not your cousin, not your, your ex-wife, not your ex-husband, not your boss, not your former boss, not the person who tormented you when, a, when you were a child, not the person who abused you or lied about you or made fun of you, not anyone or anything can change the declaration that God made for you. And that is peace and goodwill toward all men. And there is nothing you. anybody can do to change it, including yourself. That's brilliant. 
That's brilliant. And that's good news. It's good right? news. That is such good news because that should actually make your soul come alive just hearing no no kid no 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 doubt on that because like i think about my own life right and i think about just at times the inconsistencies of my life right and if 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 i if if i'm going to be honest with you dude like i think there are times where um i i I feel like a sense of guilt or i feel like a sense of distance from god and shame or it inadequacy, right? Let's just be honest, where, where like I'll veer from, from the path or I'll veer from just consistency in my life. And I feel like, oh man, like I'm outside of his, like, if if I can just paint it this way, like peace is like a beam, right? Like it's a beam of light towards me and I can step away from it. But what you're saying is that like the, 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 the directional or who's, who's pointing peace is not on me. Right. And so he'll beam it towards me wherever I go. So look at what? it like going to a concert Come on. and the, the lead singer of the band you're watching or the artist that you paid money to go to is on the stage and everywhere they go, no matter what they're doing, there is a spotlight on them. And that's how I view peace, that no matter where I go, the peace of God's, the spotlight called peace is following me. Wow. Even, into the, even into the darkest, even if I walk outside of my queue, right? That spotlight comes with me. It is programmed. There is a professional who is trained to follow me no matter what I do. He's really good at his job, man. He's really good at his job. job. And, and, and that's how peace is. That's great. Even in your worst moment. Now on earth, there may be consequences to that foolishness, right? Like you treat your wife bad. You're not going to have the best marriage. Okay. There's going to be consequences. She's going to be upset with you and you're going to need to make some changes there. Right. Uh, you don't eat healthy, there's going to be consequences. But from God to you is peace. And the benefit of that peace will always be aimed at you. Will always be aimed at you. I love that. So let's talk about some of those benefits and what what that peace brings, right? And so one of of my favorite definitions, well, all the definitions that we we get from the book are powerful. Like like they're they're life-changing. But to me, one of the core definitions is tranquility that I have a sense of tranquility between me and God, right? Like, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. Because well, I think it's, I th- it's tranquility for your heart and mind. Okay, now that's so, a big deal. So it's, it's, it, is, it is literally soul tranquility. Wow. Like that your soul can be at peace, that wow. you can be tranquil, that you can have rest, that you can be calm, that you can turn chaos into order within your soul and that is, that is, when you study peace, the definitions of peace from the Bible, the first word you see is tranquility. And to me, that's everything. Now, I think you said something so important, is that you don't always understand that. But there's a lot of things in life I don't understand that I still enjoy the benefits yeah, of. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't understand how I walk into a room and hit a switch and lights come on. Yeah. I don't understand that. I'm not an electrician, but I reap the benefits of it. I can still, I can still enjoy it. I don't understand yeah. how I can put a seed in a ground and pour some water on it and let the sun hit it. And in a couple months, that seed will turn into a plant. And depending on what type of plant it, it is, it, it might actually grow food that can give me physical nourishment. I don't understand yeah. all that, yeah. but I know it works. Yeah. And I believe it works. Yeah. And... To me, this is back to the point we made in the first episode here is 
Right now, we have the moment to believe. Right. I, can, I choose to believe that. And right? I want to encourage you, if you're watching, right now, I just want to encourage you to choose to believe that tranquility is available for your soul from God. Not from man, not from situations, not from money, not from promotion, not from self-gain, but it is available to you from God. Well, I think this will help. This will help us understand where tranquility comes from or how I can, I can uh, best enjoy the tranquility. I heard you say this, Jared. You said, you know, when, when I understand that peace was given toward men, right? Um, one, one, of, one of the essences of that peace or one of, the, one of the implications of peace is that God's not mad at me anymore, that heaven and earth aren't at war, Yet, you know, from, from the disposition of our Heavenly Father towards me, my life, my life story, up to this moment, right? The moment I step into that spotlight of peace, our Heavenly Father is not spotlighting everything I've done wrong. Right. He's highlighting everything that he sees right in us. And when we choose to believe that God's not mad at us, we, we say it this way at our church, right? God's not mad at us. He's madly in love with us, right? When we choose to believe that, Right? And, and we choose to make that our truth. Man, that creates tranquility. Oh, well, right? you don't have to beat yourself up at night over your mistakes and your sin. You, you can begin to understand that you've given yourself enough of a hard time. Yeah. You've torn yourself up about the mistakes you've made, the, the failures that were in your life, the foolishness, the sin, right? And, and you've tormented your, your own soul enough. And when you understand that Jesus came to give you a, a, a clean slate, right? I love that. The, the Bible word is reconciliation. Right. That's a big spiritual word, right? It's reconciliation. Paid in full, but, right? But, like. but, he, but that is what it is. He reconciles you. He, he balances the ledger, the books, right? And he brings it down to zero. And you did nothing to deserve it. Wow. But he gave you the life he wants you to have simply because he loves you. And the life he wants you to have is a life of peace. I love that. I love, I love that picture, Jared, because a lot of times, a lot of us will live or miss peace right. because we live like we owe something. Right. We live like we owe life something. Like we, owe we have to pay something. a price. Like we have, absolutely, right? Like we owe our past something. Like, like, we, like we owe, like having to prove something, whatever, right? But when the moment we understand and we choose to believe that I don't owe anything anymore because Jesus already paid it all. I don't owe anything. Tranquility comes, calm comes. And then we can start to live in one of the other definitions that you give, which is peace is health, welfare, prosperity, and every form of good. Every form of good. Wow. It's health, welfare, prosperity, and every form of good. So it starts with your soul. And as your soul goes, your life goes. So it starts with your soul. God's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He's in love with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He values you and your life here on earth and for eternity. He cares about you. And he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you to live the life that he wants you to live. John 10.10 10 says it's the abundant life. And when you understand that the abundant life is a declaration of peace, when God declared peace, he was declaring the abundant life. And the, that, that life that God wants you to enjoy, and like understand that, right? God wants us to enjoy Absolutely. our lives. Absolutely. We are not here to just 
live, pay taxes, and die. Like, that's not why we're here. We're not here to just go through the motions and whatever happens, happens. And well, thank God I'm going to heaven. <laughs> well, thank God we're going right, to heaven. Right. Praise the Lord. And that is enough to worship God right. every day of our lives. But then that, peace helps you bring heaven to, to earth. your earth. Yeah, that's great. And that is that God declared for you that night, He declared from me towards you is health. Health mentally, emotionally. Physically, relationally, financially, it's health. I want to help you to have a healthy life, God says. Health, welfare, right? Like, that you live well. Yeah. That Again, you have, live, have a life that you enjoy. You, you have a life that you enjoy, yeah. that you're happy, that you have purpose, that you have satisfaction in what you're doing. Yes, in spite of yourselves sometimes. Yes, in challenging times. Yes, even when society around you causes turmoil or chaos, you can still be living well. You can have peace. And then that, that health, that welfare leads to prosperity. Now, some people get all twisted about that, right? Like, oh, God doesn't want you to be rich and all that. No, prosperity is not all about money, okay? Prosperity is, is that your relationships are prospering. Your mind right. is prospering. Better. It's, yeah. it's producing good, right? Absolutely. That the goodness of God has come onto your life. It has affected you for your benefit. And then that goodness flows through you, right? So you're prosperous. And then I love this, right? Every kind of good. Health, welfare, prosperity, and from God to you is every kind of good. Every kind of good. Everything good you see on this earth came from God. And it all is found in that one place. And it's not even a place, it's a person. It's a person. And his Jesus name is Christ. Jesus, right? Wow, what an incredible episode today, man. Like, you guys, listen, thank you so much for watching today. I hope you take this away with you today, right? Number one, get your hopes up. Peace is for you. And sometimes we don't know what we're looking for, but... What I love is that there's one that's been looking for us. He found us. His name is Jesus. And in him, we will always find peace. And, you know, I wonder what would happen today in your life if you did what Jared just taught us so great in his book, which is take a moment, believe that God's not mad at you, that he loves you more than anything, that he really believes that you're to die for. And what would happen if you stopped resisting the sense of calm that is inexplicable, undefinable, that the circumstances around your life don't line up to the sense of peace and tranquility that you're experiencing. I wonder what would happen like right now, like the, right after this episode ends, if you just sat wherever it is that you are and you just said, okay, I'm gonna accept this supernatural tranquility. We believe that that is the missing piece that you've been looking for. Listen, I hope this has blessed you. You can get so much more of this content in Jared's book. I'm telling you, it is what you've been looking for. Why don't you take a moment and go find that at jaredneiman.com slash the missing piece. Make sure you follow Jared at Jared Neiman on every social media platform. I promise you, you'll find peace, health, welfare, prosperity, and every form of good. Hey, thanks for watching. We're so excited about what God is doing in your life through his peace. Uh -huh.